It is my prayer that you will be encouraged today. Whatever life circumstances you face, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ offers hope and confidence. There is no better time in the year than at Easter to make a fresh start with God at the center of your life. Listen to the music, Christ the Lord is Risen Today, after which we will look at John chapter 20 for new hope and encouragement in a message entitled, Believing the Resurrected Savior. This is Father David Masterson, and you are listening to Exaltation, a program of music and preaching designed to nourish and encourage your faith. Our scripture passage is John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord away from the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen clothes lying there and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, Why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, 
Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. We are at the tomb of the risen Lord on the first Sabbath morning of the new covenant between God and man. It is impossible for us to imagine a place more radiant with light and joy than this, the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea immediately following the resurrection. It is a scene of supernatural splendor. The sepulcher of death has become the doorway of eternal life. If we listen expectantly, we may hear the rustling of angels' wings as they descend to roll away the stone and announce to us, The Lord is risen! The Lord is risen indeed! Can you picture the Easter morning scene in your mind's eye? Mary Magdalene is out at early dawn, walking towards the garden where Jesus is buried. She carries costly spices prepared as a last offering to honor the body of her dear Savior. She is startled to discover that the stone is rolled away. Jesus' body is missing. Quickly, Mary runs to tell Peter and John, Someone has taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Roused from the lethargy of their great despair by this announcement, the apostles run immediately to the tomb and verify Mary's report. John comes first and looks into the tomb. Peter follows, enters in, and sees the linen cloths lying and the napkin that was around Jesus' head rolled up and put by itself. By the way, the very position of the grave clothes is evidence of an actual resurrection. The phrase rolled up and put by itself means literally that the grave clothes were still in the shape of a body. The head clothes still retained their rounded shape as though the head of the corpse was still inside, yet the body of Jesus was not inside the grave clothes. God instantaneously resurrected the body of Jesus, and the head napkin and grave clothes remained untouched as though still enclosing his sacred body. The Apostle John then enters also, sees for himself, and believes, along with Peter and Mary, that someone has stolen the body of Jesus. Verse 9 of John 20 explains, For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Mary and the disciples are in a hopeless, dejected state of mind. They jump to the outward obvious conclusion because the true explanation eludes them. Peter and John return to their own homes in a state of deepening gloom and dejection. Mary Magdalene, however, lingers at the tomb. She stands outside the entrance weeping. Her heart is breaking. She cannot tear herself away from the grave of her Lord. This 
is one of the most precious, tender, poignant scenes in the entire Bible. Why did Mary stand weeping for her Lord? Because she was in love with Jesus. Jesus had cast seven demons from the heart of this lovely woman. She was free from the torment of the evil spirits. When Jesus touches your life, he creates abounding, extravagant love. It was not to Peter or John that Jesus came first after his resurrection, but to the woman who loved him most, Mary Magdalene. Do you love Jesus Christ? Do you really love him? Do you know him as a real person? So many people come to church and say the creeds and listen to the scriptures and hear the sermon and take the communion. They are known as Christers or CEOs, Christmas and Easter only attenders. They are in church by the thousands this Sunday morning, but I'm not talking about CEOs. I want to know, do you love Jesus? Do you really love him? Do you love him as much as you love your very best friend, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mother, your father? I'm not asking if you know about Jesus Christ. Everyone across the world knows about Jesus Christ. The Bible is an international bestseller. The Christian faith is belief in Jesus plus personal trust and obedience. It is intellectual conviction in the mind, which becomes personal commitment in the heart, bridging that 18-inch gap between head and heart. A missionary to a remote island in the Pacific was translating John's gospel into the native language. The natives were primitive cannibals, and there was no word for faith, trust, or belief in their language. Then the missionary got an idea. As he was sitting at his desk translating, he asked one of the natives to describe to him what he was doing, and he received his answer. Lifting both feet from the floor and leaning his whole weight upon his chair, he asked, Now what am I doing? The native answered with a verb, meaning, You are leaning your whole weight upon your chair. That was his answer. And the subsequent translation of John's gospel read, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever leans his whole weight upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This, my friends, is what faith in Christ means. This is the reality of Easter Sunday morning. Believing upon Jesus means surrendering everything to him, leaning the entire weight of your whole life upon him. Bishop Westcott, one of the greatest New Testament scholars of all time, said, A Christian is one who throws himself with absolute trust upon a living Lord, and not someone who merely endeavors to obey the commands and follow the example of a dead teacher. This is what Mary Magdalene did so beautifully, so poignantly in our gospel passage. She believed upon Jesus. She threw the whole weight of her entire life at his feet and trusted in him. 
She knew freedom and joy and comfort and peace of heart and soul because Jesus had freed her from the torment of seven demons within her body and spirit. Jesus said, To whom little is forgiven, the same loves only little. Devoted Mary of Magdalene shows us the beauty of loving Jesus, really loving Jesus because of how much he has done for us. Jesus died for us. He suffered the horrible agony of crucifixion and then burst out of the tomb on Easter morning for us, for us who are rebellious sinners. Mary watched the Savior writhe in agony and die. She was at the foot of the cross. She believed in him, trusted in him, and put her whole life on the line for Jesus. She recognized Jesus as her only refuge from sin and death. He is literally everything to Mary. Her life, her breath, her joy, her forgiveness, her strength, her hope, her future. Because he saved her from a living hell, her soul is knit to him, drawing her to him irresistibly. Mary can't help herself. She's so in love with Jesus that she can't stop seeking him, even though, for the moment, all she can do is stand and weep near his empty tomb. Oh, for a faith like Mary's. Oh, for a love like Mary's. In vain does Calvary proclaim that her Lord is dead. In vain does the tomb declare that he has been buried. In vain does the stone rolled away mean he is gone and she will never see him again. This threefold witness will not convince Mary that Jesus is gone from her life forever. Why? Because in the depth of her being, Mary's faith and love for Jesus are so strong that she knows she must have him back. He is her Savior, her life, and her all. Communion with Christ has become to Mary the vital breath of life. She must have Jesus Christ or die. Never mind the obstacles to faith. Never mind that it looks as though his body is stolen. Mary's is a living, loving, longing faith.
You are listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. Let's continue our lesson. A living, loving, longing faith between a sinner and the Savior cannot be broken. There is no death to that relationship. This is the preciousness of Mary Magdalene's love and faith. This is a beautiful woman completely in love with her Lord. We see her love, her devotion, her trust, her confidence in Jesus. But temporarily overwhelmed with grief, she does not. And verse 11 says, As she wept, she looked into the tomb and beheld two angels in white sitting one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Hold in your heart the glory of this moment. Two angels with shining radiance all around them are sitting in the tomb. Mary disregards them so completely preoccupied is she with the one thought of finding her Lord. The angels ask her, Woman, why do you weep? There is in their question a note of wonder at the fact that she is weeping at all. To the mind of the angels, the resurrection is so real, so self-evident, so wonderful, that they can scarcely understand how it could not be real to her. Woman, why are you weeping? The King of glory is risen. Christ is risen indeed. But Mary answers, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Mary calls Jesus my Lord, revealing again her intense love and commitment for Jesus. The angels have the privilege of hailing Jesus as their matchless king, but Mary has the intense privilege of calling Jesus my Lord, my Savior, the one who sought and saved and rescued me from sin and death. Mary turns back towards the garden again. She sees Jesus standing there but does not recognize him. But Jesus knows and loves Mary. Jesus understands her need. Jesus appears at just the critical moment to bring hope and life to Mary. Jesus had seen her come and go to the grave, seen her weeping, her bending over the tomb, and understood the struggle ripping her soul apart. He appears precisely at the point where his presence is most needed because all other human help has failed. Jesus holds himself in readiness so that he may step in to become the sole life bringer. The first person to whom he shows himself alive after the resurrection is a weeping woman. Think about that for a moment. This was the greatest day in all of history, a majestic occasion for Jesus as filled with glory as was the first day of creation when he spoke the world into existence. Jesus is the star figure in the newborn universe. He tasted the exquisite joy of one who has just entered into an endless life in possession of new powers and faculties such as human nature had never known before. Why share this glorious moment with a weeping woman? 
because among all the angelic voices hailing his triumph, no voice appealed to him more than the voice of Mary weeping in the garden. She needed him, she loved him, she believed in him. Jesus says to Mary, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? Mary replies, Sir, if you have borne him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus replies, Mary. She says to him, Rabboni. It happened in a single moment, by one simple word. And yet in this moment, Mary's life is changed forever. In this instant, she makes the transformation from hopelessness because Jesus is absent to fullness of joy because Jesus is here. When Mary speaks the word Rabboni, she enters into possession of all that Jesus as Rabboni, teacher, master, Lord, means to her. Overcome with sudden joy, Mary throws herself down upon her knees and clings to Jesus' feet. Jesus says, Don't touch me, Mary, for I am not yet ascended unto my Father, but go unto my brethren and say to them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. At first, these words seem harsh, as though Jesus doesn't care. He's withholding himself from Mary. What would be more natural and comforting than a tender embrace? Mary loves and worships her risen Savior. Jesus loves Mary as the woman he had delivered from terrible torment. But Jesus wants Mary to know that the closeness and touch of the highest kind was not yet available because he had not yet sent the Holy Spirit to live inside Mary. Physical nearness and touching is wonderful. It's a good thing. Human beings need to be touched. But the spiritual, eternal embrace of Jesus Christ, the inward touch of the Holy Spirit, brings ultimate satisfaction and wholeness to our craving for love. There is a seeing, a hearing, a touching of Jesus made possible only through the coming of his Spirit into our hearts. On this Resurrection Sunday, do you love Jesus like Mary loved Jesus? The message of Easter Resurrection Sunday is Christ is alive. He died and rose from the grave victorious for you. Have you surrendered your whole being to Jesus as Mary did? Wherever you are and whatever you are doing, would you please pause for a moment and sit quietly. I am going to pray a brief prayer, and I ask anyone in the listening audience who desires to receive and love Jesus as Mary did to pray the words out loud with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I am sorry for my sins. I repent of my sins and beg you to forgive me. Thank you for loving me so much that you died on the cross for me. Come into my heart. 
take control of my life. Be my Lord, my God, and my Savior. Make me your disciple. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may love and serve you. Cleanse my heart from sin that I may live with you forever in heaven. I love you, Lord Jesus, and I give my life to you forever. Amen. If you prayed this prayer for the first time from your heart and wholeheartedly meant your prayer, welcome into the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the family of God. Many of you listening today are earnest followers of Jesus already, but you need encouragement. You need a Mary Magdalene moment when Jesus' presence becomes powerfully real to you. You need transformation of life from hopelessness to fullness of joy. It can be yours right now. Turn your troubles over to Jesus. Let him handle them. Rest in his love. Trust the goodness of his presence with you. Alleluia! Christ is risen! Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed! In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org. We always appreciate hearing from our listening audience. Share a prayer request with us, and we'll remember to pray for you. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint.